Hey, you're listening to Guat Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Today's topic, Under the Pines. Subtitle, The Construction of the Prayer Booth Continues. Another beautiful morning here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. The morning temp at 6.53 a.m. is 71 degrees at 96% humidity. I'm sitting here on the backside of my storage shed in a space I'm working on that will be a dedicated place for prayer and communion with God. It's under the seven pines that line the back fence of my yard. The train is active this morning, just a little over one street away. It really is amazing how quiet the trains can be. I have the makeshift deck completed, a little four-foot by six-foot space to place my chair and my devotional table on. All the wood is salvaged. The base is an oversized pallet. (laughs) I had placed it on the side of the storage building here to keep storage items off direct ground contact. It's not in the best of shape, but it works well for my purposes. On top, I used remnants from one-half-inch, four-by-eight sheets of plywood. They're all four feet across, so I spliced together four pieces as flooring on top of the pallet to equal a surface of four feet by six feet. I most likely will cover it with an outdoor carpet that looks like a putt-putt green. Already I see I will need a small broom to sweep off the debris that falls from the pines. As I sit on the little deck, my back is to pine number one. Pine number two is at the end of the six-foot deck. Tennessee white pine has a beautiful bark, cooler than Texas yellow pine. My last house had two 80-foot yellow pines, which I really enjoyed, but the Tennessee white pine has a beautiful bluish-green needles, a pungent pine scent, a broader canopy, and that amazing bark. The five remaining pines continue the row for a total of seven across the back of the property. The early morning sunlight enters the back of the storage shed over my left shoulder. As I look up, the light begins to dance in the pine tree tops. Like clockwork, the temp drops right at 7 a.m. and a slight cool breeze blows through. The final cooling before the daily summer temperature rise. I hear an assortment of birds around me welcoming the morning. This tiny construction project is to build a small space dedicated to prayer and meditation on God's Word, the Christian Bible. In my home, I have a dedicated office for our ministry, and yes, I pray there as well, but for years, I have wanted a dedicated outdoor spiritual space where I meet with God. The desire originally started when I visited the house of an older couple who were members of my church. I was on the summer youth staff and had gone over to their house to meet with the evangelist Billy Graham. Not that Billy Graham, not the Billy Graham. This Billy was born legally blind. He saw light and shadows and with crippled legs, which left him wheelchair bound. I first met Billy one hot summer day when I went to have my photograph taken for the summer youth staff. I arrived at the photo studio, pulled up, parked, got out of my car, and looked over into the car next to me and saw a man laying back with a seat reclined Wayfarers on, windows all rolled up and not moving. I thought the man had either passed out from the intense heat or had passed away. I went in and told the photo studio people my concern. Kathy, 
one of the other summer youth staffers, who was older than me, was already at the studio. At that time, I was not aware of the kind of car she drove. She said, that's my boyfriend. He's blind and can't walk. He's okay. He's just waiting on me. Anyway, Billy lived with the older church couple. In their house, they had a bedroom that had been converted to a dedicated place of prayer. It was really nice, and it had a great ambiance about it. As I began my life of Christian ministry there at the church, serving as a summer youth staffer at the age of 17 years old, I joined the intercessory prayer ministry, which had a dedicated secure prayer room there at the church. In my last house before Tennessee, it was the next project on my list for my backyard makeover. All of the needs to bring the yard into shape had been met. Next was going to be a really cool prayer shelter in the back right pocket of the yard. Then God called us to move to Tennessee. Some have questioned me, why a prayer booth? In addition to my first exposures to a dedicated place of prayer and spiritual communion with God, it triggers back to a couple of biblical connections as well. In the Old Testament, the Feast of Tabernacles, or as some call it, the Festival of Booths, the theological word book of the Old Testament quotes, Once a year, the Israelite left his home to tabernacle in a booth made from tree branches. You can find that in the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, verses 34 and following. The feast marked not only the joy and thankfulness of a grateful people for God's provision at the end of the agricultural season, but was to be a perpetual reminder to the people of God's care for his own, whom he had rescued from Egypt during those long years in the wilderness. The feast was closed by a day of rest featured by a holy convocation, marking not only the climax of the religious year, but symbolizing the rest of the believer in his God. It says in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 40, God told the Israelites to take the product of majestic trees, palm fronds, bows of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. So the Feast of Tabernacles was like a seven-day campout that celebrated the provision and peace of God. You'll find a link in the show notes to several verses that refer to booths. The second biblical connection for me was Jesus's favorite place to pray, the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives was just across a small draw, as we say in Texas, known as the Kidron Valley, from the Temple Mount of the Holy City, Jerusalem. So it was just one mount separated by a small draw called the Kidron Valley to the Mount of the Holy City, Jerusalem, the Temple Mount. In plain view was the Temple of God, refurbished by Herod the Great. The temple was magnificent. It was 150 feet in height, the equivalent of a 15-story building. Jerusalem was a city set on a hill, so the looming, architecturally magnificent Temple of God would have been visible for miles around. The sacrifices of animal offerings that were consumed in the flames burned around the clock. From Jesus' vantage point in the Olive Garden, he would have been flooded with really cool, pleasing senses. The smell of the burning wood and the consumption of the meat in the fire, 
the magnificent architectural wonder of the temple of God on earth, the beautiful canopy of olive trees, the small valley and the two mounts. Jesus enjoyed praying in the early morning and out of doors. It's good for us to do this as much as possible. You might remember he was once late for a boat ride because he had gone up into the mountain to pray. So he had to take a midnight stroll upon the lake to catch up. I want to remind you, of course, that God is separate from his nature he created, but earth's nature reveals to us the creative acts of the holy God. So it only makes sense that as we pray out of doors, our minds should be more easily directed back to him. I still have work to do on the dedicated space, the placement of some six-foot reed fencing to define the space, a power supply for a small fan, or when winter comes, a heater, and the removal of a few remaining items stored back there. But in Matthew 17, when Jesus took his inner circle, Peter, James, and John, up into the mountains with him to pray, the Bible says suddenly Moses and Elijah appeared before them. The disciples saw Christ's deity shine through. In the midst of that amazing event, Peter's response was to ask Christ if he wanted Peter to build three booths for Jesus, Moses, and Elijah. An interesting thing is that Peter knew in that moment who the two men were that suddenly appeared with Jesus. Someone once asked, once asked me, so what, were they all wearing name tags? But I think the point is, is that in the overt manifestation of the deity of Jesus, you just know. There that day with those men stood the presence of the Old Testament law and the prophets and the one who had come to now show us the point of it all, him. The Bible says that when Peter pitched the idea for the booze that day, while he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. You can find that in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17, verse 5. Peter didn't get to build the booths that day, but friend, you can build one for yourself, and you have the privilege every moment of every day to listen to God's beloved Son, with whom He is well pleased. With that word of encouragement, I bid you peace. Peace.